Hello, and welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Thursday, February 25th, 2021. Chag Purim. Happy Purim. I hope you are getting dressed up and having fun. Safely, of course. Now, let's get to the news. The Ministry of Health is banning the sale of seafood originating from the Mediterranean Sea after an oil spill contaminated much of Israel's coastline. The decision was made in light of the abundance of environmental pollution that has been accumulated, including massive amounts of tar. The Environmental Protection Ministry says Wednesday that some 70 tons of tar have washed up on Israel's shores since the start of this disaster. The ruling is a precautionary measure, and there is no definite evidence that eating fish from the Mediterranean Sea poses a threat. But samples of marine life have been sent out to laboratories to check for any contaminants. Significant errors in data collection on Israel's labor market has led to 300 million U.S. dollars in unemployment benefits going to people who were not entitled to them. This is from an investigation that Haaretz carried out. Warnings about the problem were made last year by a committee headed by two former officials, Treasury Director Karen Turner-Ayal and Acting Director General of the Prime Minister's Office, Ronen Peretz. It seems as though the problem has not yet been fully addressed. The root of the issue is an overall discrepancy in employment numbers and the identities of individually employed people. The employment service data has become less reliable during the pandemic when the requirement for job seekers to come to its offices was suspended so people didn't have to show up in person. Jobless citizens are supposed to notify the service if they have found work online, but many did not, which caused unemployment numbers to be inflated. And you know what that means. Dishonest people continued to receive unemployment benefits from the government when they were not warranted. Well, I am here to tell you, I am Shanna Fold of the Israel Daily News Podcast, and I am here to tell you that we at the Israel Daily News Podcast celebrate honesty and truth. So if you are doing the right thing, go ahead and give yourself a pat on the back. This upcoming election, candidates other than Prime Minister Netanyahu have gotten a lot of buzz. One of these candidates is 48-year-old Naftali Bennett. Bennett is a former BB ally and high-tech CEO who in 2019 formed Yamina, a right-wing party. In a recent interview with the Times of Israel newspaper, Bennett described himself as more right-wing than BB, but doesn't use, quote-unquote, the tools of hate. Bennett's rival New Hope Party has Gideon Sa'ar as its head, and while he says he will not join a Netanyahu coalition, Bennett is not ruling out a coalition partnership between himself and Netanyahu. However, Bennett says he does intend to beat out Bibi at the ballot box. Despite his anti-Bibi sentiment, Bennett is described as a firm right-winger who opposes Palestinian statehood and wants to continue to extend Israeli sovereignty into the West 
West Bank. In his interview with Times of Israel, Bennett harshly criticizes Bibi for his polarization, handling of COVID-19, and lack of attention to Israel's periphery, meaning the areas on the outskirts of the country. Yamina aims to attract a large right-wing voter bloc stretching from secular to ultra-Orthodox who are tired of Bibi and Likud. Hi, it's Shanna with two N's. I'm feeling great today because it's Purim. Purim is coming tonight. The Israel Daily News podcast is continuing its fundraising drive, and we are looking for 100 paid subscribers. So if you are feeling good, if you're having a drink for Purim, open up your credit card and send over a contribution, especially if you've been enjoying this daily report. So if you support us, we can continue to support you with daily news. You can send over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm backslash Israel Daily News backslash support. We have one central link in the show notes where you can click on it and we will take you to the page where you can put in your credit card details and feel good knowing that you are supporting independent journalism. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing the show with a friend and following us on social media at israeldaily.news, as well as Shanafold, that's S-H-A-N-N-A-F-U-L-D. We have a great post today on the Israel Daily News Instagram page. You can see photos from Israel of people celebrating. You are going to enjoy a slideshow that we put up there, so come on down to the Instagram page at Israel Daily News. On Wednesday, a protest took place in Tel Aviv, and it was in opposition to the government's vaccination plan and the Green Passport Initiative. A Green Passport is a document that shows you've been vaccinated and can therefore participate in events. The speakers at the protest referred to the current rules as tyranny. They say this tears Israeli society into classes and says that those who cannot or refuse to get the vaccine should not be given a different set of rules to live by. Some have gone so far as to call the whole process apartheid and medical oppression. At this point in time, the vaccine is continuing to show effective disease prevention, and any Israeli over the age of 16 is eligible to get the shot. A Jewish Democrat who serves on the House Foreign Affairs Committee has come up against the Biden administration's plan to re-enter the Iran nuclear deal. Kathy Manning, a freshman congresswoman from North Carolina, says the deal is outdated and that too much has changed since Trump's exit from the deal in 2018. The Biden administration announced that it does plan to re-enter the deal, but wants to negotiate a stronger follow-up plan to address Iranian behavior in the region. Manning believes the U.S. needs to use Use the leverage already gained by previous economic sanctions in order to get something in return from Iran. Despite her contrasting view on the nuclear deal, Manning aligns with the typical Democratic position of supporting a two-state solution. Now, I just had to include this story. It's an extra one for you today. I had to say it because I am a Queens girl born and raised. And when I saw that Representative Gregory Meeks had come up on the Jerusalem Post website, well, I could not help myself. 
I had to take a look. Mr. Meeks, a longtime congressman covering Southeast Queens districts, says that he is a Democrat. And there's one thing that, as a Democrat, he does think that former President Trump got right. And that was the Abraham Accord, spearheaded by Trump, which created peace and normalization with the United Arab Emirates, the Kingdom of Bahrain, Sudan, and Morocco. Meeks, who is the chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, says it's a bipartisan issue and that the U.S. should work off of the existing accords. In his words... By getting the Gulf countries to, quote, acknowledge that Israel has the right to exist and try to have a dialogue to get more Gulf states as part of the accords, this will help bring the Palestinians to the negotiating table. He also mentioned he wants to do whatever measure to keep Iran from bolstering ballistic missiles. And while he is against developing settlements in the West Bank, he recognizes that Israel has a right to safeguard itself and protect itself and says that funds to Israel should not be conditioned. And now for our special report. Today is Purim, the Jewish holiday celebrating the book of Esther, a story about how Jews living in Persia were nearly all massacred, but were ultimately saved by the queen. Now, this was set to have happened thousands of years ago. She was Jewish herself, the woman who saved the day. Purim festivities are some of the most anticipated in Israel, but this year the holiday is bound to look different than it normally does. Here to give us the details of Purim from centuries ago and Purim of 2021 is our feature reporter, Benny Forstad. Many Jewish holidays follow a similar trend. Jews celebrate the story of a time where their people, against all odds, managed to survive in the face of adversity. Special services, meals, and often prayers are recited in order to honor our ancestors who kept our lineage alive. One holiday in Israel, however, stands out in terms of how wild celebrating can get. That holiday is Purim. Let's start with the protagonist. Queen Esther, a Jewish woman who was selected out of all the women in the land to marry the king Ahasuerus, who ruled over the Persian city of Shushan. An orphan, Esther's taken out from her cousin Mordecai's home. The king of Persia's advisor, Haman, deplores the Jews living in Persia and wants to have them all killed because they refuse to bow at his feet. The king is willing to let this happen until Esther, encouraged by her cousin, bravely reveals to him that she herself is Jewish. Upon finding this out, the king stops Haman and the Jews are saved. The holiday is meant to celebrate Esther's courage. Written artifacts in the form of scrolls called the Megillah, or the Book of Esther, have been found throughout history. Recently, a copy of the Megillah from 15th century Spain was given to Israel to be preserved. For centuries, Jews have celebrated Purim, and still today, Jews all around the world continue to. In Israel, though, Purim and its festivities have become a massive event. For better or for worse, Purim is the holiday where many choose to celebrate by getting very drunk, and they do it in the streets of Israel. Dating back to the writing of the Talmud, drinking has been essential to Purim's festivities. In the 3rd century, Talmudic rabbi Rava wrote that to celebrate Purim, one should get so drunk that they cannot tell the difference between Mordecai, one of the heroes of Purim, and Haman, the villain. This tradition has survived for centuries, and it has made its way into modern Israel where people party hard on Purim. Secular and religious Jews alike can be found parading in the streets all throughout the entire country. 
People dress up in fun costumes, and partying lasts for days. It is clear to see, thus, how this form of celebration would be a disaster, and that is exactly what it was in 2020. Talia Jacobson, a Jerusalem resident and tour guide, recalls what occurred during and after last year's festivities. Last year, I think Purim and all of the parties were really a tipping point for COVID because no one really believed that it would be what it was. And we all just wanted to party. And so uh, it it got pretty intense afterwards. This year, I hope that um, everyone is celebrating a little bit more safely. And I know that the Megillah reading that I'm going to is in pods of 20 people outside. And so hopefully um, only those who are vaccinated will be partying, if anyone at all. And it's interesting this year, Purim's actually like, it's it goes from Thursday night to Sunday night, especially in Jerusalem, because Shushan Purim is extended. It's an extra day, but because it's on the other side of the weekend, then we have like a whole weekend of Purim, which is fun and allows, I think, for at least a little bit more calmness in terms of what, uh, in terms of what partying means this year, because uh, we can be home for Shabbat and have a lot of different Purim experiences. Last year, Purim began on March 9th, ended on March 10th, and on March 11th, the Israeli government issued its first laws to combat the spread of COVID. Rules like calling the public to social distance and gathering in small groups rolled out. But by then, it was too late, as the festivities had concluded. Soon after, cases began showing up at a fast rate. By early April, hundreds of new cases were being found every day. The large group celebrations all across Israel, without a doubt, contributed to the spike early on. Those who celebrated are not necessarily to blame, for, as Talia said, no one really knew how COVID was going to impact the world until cases started rising in the following days. What matters now is that the mistakes from last year are not repeated again this year. Public health experts fear that due to how well the vaccination process has gone, Israelis will set aside COVID protocols and celebrate Purim as per usual. The government has already begun preparing for the worst and has put into place new restrictions to curb normal partying. There is a nationwide curfew at 8.30 p.m. on the nights of the holiday, and large gatherings are forbidden. Rabbis have been spreading the message throughout the Orthodox community to avoid getting drunk this year. The rabbis and public health officials fear that while inebriated, many people will not have the wherewithal to follow the rules set in place and the spread of COVID will be more likely. It is safe to say that this year's Purim will not look the same as most years. Just because times are different doesn't mean that the spirit of Purim has to be lost, though. Oz Sadeh, a resident of the Golan, works with high school and college students, finding ways to experience Israel during the pandemic. He shares his way of celebrating the holiday in an appropriate fashion. To celebrate Purim safely this year, I will be going to my grandparents' house with my nuclear family. We have all been vaccinated so it's safe and we'll celebrate together we'll dress up we'll read the Megillah from home since we can't go to shul we'll have a festive meal and we'll try to keep it as real as possible the key will be to celebrate responsibly so that in the future Purim can return to its rollicking norm it may be best to ignore the Talmud's old adage this year Benny Forstad for the Israel Daily News happy Purim to all those who celebrate All right. Thank you for that report, Benny. I will tell you myself that Purim 2019 in Israel was a blast. People were celebrating in the streets. Shuka Kaumel was full of people. There were DJs, music, booths set up, people passing drinks. I made new friends. I met my neighbors. I had such a great time. Purim last year, I got all dressed up and I couldn't bring myself to leave the apartment because 
We were told that we should stay home and avoid parties. And I just hope that everyone is having a good time, but a safe time. All right, well, that's it for today's news. Today is Thursday, February 25th, 2021. Tel Aviv has a low of 9 degrees Celsius and a high of 19 degrees. That's 49 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 67 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. You'll also get the Cliff Notes version of our original stories, investigations, and interviews. You can sign up by using the link in the show notes. Thank you to Miles Gilbert and Kobe Kapner for your contributions to the research and writing of the news segment. And thank you to Benny Forstad for our special report. Enjoy Purim if you're going to celebrate. I'll send you off with Na'ala Trance by Yehuda Glantz. He's Israel's Hebrew-Latino ambassador. Have a great and productive day and... An excellent weekend. Chag Purim, Shabbat Shalom. I'm